Good afternoon. It's Tuesday, November 23rd in the year 2021. It's probably not the best idea. In fact, let's erase the probably. It's not the best idea to go into a podcast with no real idea what you're going to talk about. I'm going to do it anyway because I missed a podcast last week and I know that a lot of people would rather have quantity than quality. We'll see if we can dig up some quality, but I'm not making any promises. There's a lot going on in Wisconsin. We had the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. He was acquitted. Now, I don't think he's from Wisconsin. I got to be honest. First of all, I haven't followed. I didn't follow the case closely. I didn't follow the trial closely. Really, my only thought on it was I just had a hard time imagining that any jury was going to vote to convict a guy who looks like he's about 12 years old. Uh, the, the issue that is really of interest to me in that whole thing is, I think, the state, particularly the governor, falling down on the job by not doing more to control the rioting in Kenosha. And I think that's a nationwide problem. And it doesn't help when the media is out there saying it's a peaceful protest. You know, when a city is burning behind them. It's a little embarrassing. It's also not helpful. It's worse than not helpful. It causes harm. And then, of course, we had, I believe it was two nights ago, somebody drove into a parade, just mowed people down in his SUV. Again, I don't know a lot of the details. I think a lot of them aren't known by anybody except maybe the police at this point. But uh, nothing real great happening up in Wisconsin lately. Of course, the weather's getting colder and fall is coming to an end. Winter's approaching. Did the last cut of the lawn. Got the snowblower out. My son was home from school, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but he got put to work. So he helped me change the oil on the snowblower. And it really was a help. It actually went a lot quicker, and then we cleaned out the garage. And he also helped me with uh, making dinners and doing a little baking as well. So it was good having him around. I, I just enjoy his company. I'm very fortunate. I always knew before I had kids that I would love my kids, but I, I wasn't so sure that I would like being around them. But I really enjoy spending time with my kids. They're interesting and funny and a joy to be around. Well, the reason he was home, I had to pick him up at school because there was a close contact close contact, who tested positive for COVID. It's another way of saying a kid in his classroom. And I guess any kid that's within a five-foot radius of where that kid sits, yoink, they get pulled out, and they can't get tested till I think it's six days 
after the initial contact. So he couldn't even get tested the day I pulled him out. He had to wait till the next day. So he missed two and a half days of school. And then the test came, we got him tested on Thursday and it came back negative on, on Saturday. But probably a week before that, a week and a half before that, they started the vaccinations of the kids five through 11 who couldn't get it before. And there was practically a stampede to get kids vaccinated. And, uh, you know, I had this discussion with my wife and she just was ready to get them vaccinated. And I said, let's, let's just pump the brakes here for a second. Why? Why? I mean, I'm, I'm unaware of any severe cases of COVID uh, in, in kids. Apparently there are some, but kids without pre-existing conditions, it seems to be pretty rare. And uh, I said, let's, you know, let's just look into it. So, you know, went on the internet and uh, practically everywhere I went, I found news about uh, issues with the vaccine for, for 12 and up. So, you know, you Google COVID vaccine kids and you're going to get not only the, the 5 to 11 age group, but you're going to get the, the 12 and up as well. And there was some issue in, in all these sites, you know, all the big ones, CDC and Johns Hopkins and so forth. The NIH, I think, was one of them. They all, you know, go to great lengths to talk about how rare this issue that can happen, this side effect that can happen from the vaccines is. It's very, it's a very serious issue, but it's very rare. And so they go to great lengths, as well they should. They go to great lengths to reassure people this is extremely rare, right? But what I found a little frustrating was I could not, in spite of an awful lot of searching, find anything like actual numbers of kids who have gotten severely sick from COVID, right? Couldn't find it. Instead, when I would go to these sites, and I'm not going to Joe's QAnon kooky goofball site, I'm sorry, because there are listeners among you, I'm afraid, who want to believe every conspiracy theory that pops up. I'm not doing it. So you go to these, what should be your trusted sites. I don't trust the CDC so much after reading the Michael Lewis book, The Premonition, but certainly the NIH, certainly Johns Hopkins, right? Uh... Over and over and over again, they do the opposite of what they did. So when they're, when they're telling you, don't worry about the vaccine, they're reassuring you. Here they're doing the opposite. You may think this doesn't affect kids, but there have been very severe cases. But what's really, I think, telling about it is there's no information. They just put it out there as a generality. Well, how many? You know, they're very specific about about how many people 
have gotten, how many kids have gotten sick from the vaccine, you shouldn't worry about it. Very specific numbers there. No specific numbers at all regarding the number of, of severe cases in children. I mean, it's, they clearly want kids vaccinated, and the question is why. And the answer, no, believe it or not, is not that the government is trying to microchip us through the vaccine or control us or turn society into um, a kind of semi-totalitarian uh, uh, dystopia, but I think, I think all of us have gone nuts on covid including some of these trusted agencies. I don't think we're protecting kids here. I think we're protecting scared adults and teachers, really. I think that's who we're, well, not protecting, but, but trying to protect. I don't think this is a real issue with kids, because if it, if it were, it seems to me clearly, clearly the media... Clearly, the CDC, and just go look at their site, all these medical sites, they want everyone vaccinated. Clearly. Overwhelmingly. So you would think, if they're making the case, they would make the actual case and say, look, out of all the kids that have, that have been confirmed to have COVID, this is how many have really had severe cases because then that would make the case, right? The fact that they're not doing it says to me there's not a case to be made. And in fact, that's only one part of the equation for them. The other one is, well, we don't want them spreading it to other people. And that's where I just back off and say, man, you, you, you're, you're talking about kids in a developmental stage. I, 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 they're, they're, it's not, we don't live in a country right now or a world right now of pro-vax and anti-vax. My daughter and I gave a few things. You know how you give things up for Lent? We gave things up for this other uh, sort of spiritual practice that we do every year in November. And she decided she wanted to give something up that was going to be difficult for her. So she gave up TikTok and YouTube. And I gave up Twitter. So I have not been on Twitter for, I don't know, uh, three weeks, I guess. And, uh, and it's been a blessing, by the way, because I'm seeing the world a little bit differently now. I'm not seeing it quite as divided into camps. But there are a lot of people, and I'm one of them now, I guess. I am, I, I, I'm pro-vaccine, by and large. But I'm not in favor of, of mandates. And... I'm a little hesitant, more than a little hesitant, about just jabbing that into kids in a developmental stage. And I'm, I'm seeing stuff out there. I'm, I, 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 I told you I didn't prepare for this, so I'm going from memory. I'm about 95% sure it was on the CDC site, where they actually referred to the vaccine as something along the lines of, it's a specially formulated version of the vaccine for kids. And that just set off so many alarm bells because it's total bullshit. It's just a reduced dosage. That's all. It's not 
fucking specially formulated. When you have to lie immediately, and this is a thing I think that a lot of people don't understand about the people who voted for Trump, about a large portion of America. And, and I guess it's easier when the Democratic candidate, who should have won handily in Virginia, you know, a state that is, that is uh, I believe, traditionally Democrat, that I know went for Biden in the last election. I'm pretty sure they went for Obama both times, too. But suddenly, they're a bunch of racists. And, uh, and if they're being really charitable, they'll say, well, there's a bunch of racists, and then there's a bunch of idiots who, get, who are too dumb uh, to think for themselves, and they get manipulated by the racists. And, um, and I think that people who go down that path uh, pay a price for it. They sure paid a price for it in, uh, in Virginia. And really, I mean, the writing was on the wall. At any point, people could have said, you know what, doubling down on this, on this kind of elitist um, attitude and just completely dismissing the concerns of parents and talking down to them and telling them they've got no right to, t- to uh, decide what should or shouldn't be taught in schools and things like that. It was a terrible strategy. It was a terrible strategy. And I think uh, there, are, there are a lot of people who want to simplify, and it's true on both sides, really, but the powerful side, the media side, is the side that says, vaccinate everybody, keep masks on indefinitely. And uh, there are a lot of people who, believe it or not, are not crazy anti-vaxxers, uh, who are not uh, racist, because I'm sure that somehow being anti-vaccine in some cases must be racist somehow, because everything is these days. Uh, but believe it or not, there are people with actual legitimate concerns. And, uh, and those concerns that are not being addressed. They just scream, science! Science, by the way, if, you, if you're not aware of this, here's what science means. What it used to mean was completely different. But about five years ago, science started meaning what I believe politically. And if you disagree with it, you're anti-science. That's all it means now. Nobody knows the science. What it, what it means is, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but somebody with authority said this thing, and I agree with it. And therefore, it's science, it's a fact, and that's the end of the story. Of course, there's nothing remotely scientific about that, about that approach or about that point of view. That's not how science works at all, but it doesn't matter. Really what it is, it's just another way to shut people up. It's like calling people a racist. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't, uh, if somebody had a strong feeling about it, like my wife or my son even, uh, I would, I would think twice. So far, uh, nobody, my son wants to get the vaccine, but my son's 10. His opinion counts for something, but he doesn't get to decide because he's 10. 
uh, my wife is fine with a wait and see attitude. Really, at this point, the only consideration is when he ends up in situations like this, once the kids who have gotten the vaccine have gotten the second shot, then the kids who are unvaccinated pay a higher penalty if they're not vaccinated, right? So they've been back in school, obviously, aside from the summer, since last February. They've been masked up, but suddenly it's, it's completely urgent that they get vaccinated. I mean, it, if somebody can explain it to me, I'm all ears. But I don't, this, this from the beginning, we were told over and over, this doesn't seem to be affecting kids. When kids do get it, if they don't have pre-existing conditions, it's not severe. There aren't kids being hospitalized. Now we hear there have been kids hospitalized, but they're not very specific about it, are they? They're not specific at all. They won't tell you how many out of how many tested positive. And I've got to think, being how, seeing as how completely pro-vaccine these outlets are, I've got to believe that number's incredibly low. Incredibly low. I am not worried about my son's health. I'm worried about my son getting pulled out of school uh, and having to miss more time than a vaccinated kid because he's unvaccinated. So that's where we're at. You know, you want to talk about science? I'm in a position where I have to make a decision about my son's health, not based on the science, but based on what kind of penalty he's going to pay for this. All right? Because the people who are supposed to know, the people who are supposed to be giving us the information people who are supposed to be the best at science won't tell us the most basic facts about the severity of COVID in children ages 5 to 11. It's not my fault. I'm all for the science. Give it to me. Why are you hiding it from me? Lay it on me, brothers and sisters. I want to hear it. And maybe I'm just bad at Google. So if you have, you know, legitimate... uh, information and you would like to put it before my eyes, please do. This isn't a game for me. This isn't politics for me. I want to do what's best for my family. And I would remind you that if you have really strong feelings about this one way or another, really, one way or another, if you're very, very against vaccines and you think all sorts of horrible things about them, or if you're you're pro-vaccine, whatever side people are on, They really are trying to do the best for themselves and their families. Believe it or not, there are relatively few people out there who have uh, diabolical ulterior motives. I mean, I guess thinking that can make your life more exciting when you're on Twitter, but I don't think it's reality. I was going to talk about some other things, but I got onto this COVID and kids thing, and now we're at about 20 minutes, so... uh, I'm going to try and go out on a high note, or perhaps you think it's a low note, in which case you can always unsubscribe. I'll miss you, but I'll live. I won't lose any sleep over it. Well, we all know Thanksgiving's coming up in two days. You know, there is, I was thinking about this morning, there is absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing stopping the rest of the world from celebrating Thanksgiving. 
Now, I know that seems odd because it's, it's really a uniquely American holiday, right? But, but everyone in every country, or most countries, uh, has something to be thankful for. And certainly, uh, you know, it's tied in to a large degree with the, with the early days of our country and the founding of our country. It's a very American uh, holiday, but, uh, but certainly people in most countries, I would think, would, would find something to be thankful for regarding their country and their society, their community, their family. And the reason I mention it is because it just really makes me feel bad that people all over the world don't get to join in and partake of the wonderful Thanksgiving feast. Ah, the turkey, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the, the cranberry, the gravy, the stuffing. Oh, the pumpkin pie, the pecan pie. I'm going to make this year, I think I'm going to do some, uh, some uh, caramel peanut chocolate bars. Uh, I might do a pumpkin spice cake if I really, uh, if I really get motivated. But just the delicious, wonderful, fantastic feast. And it's, it's such a perfect thing to do when the weather is getting colder. So I implore you, if you're British or Italian or Canadian, I know Canadians have their own lame Thanksgiving, which is on a different day. But, but uh, if you're Australian, Japanese, wherever you may be, Get out there, get a turkey, roast it up, make some mashed potatoes, make some gravy, get some stuffing, spend time with family, watch some football on TV. Looks like these games coming up on Thursday are going to be pretty bad, but still, enjoy the day and be thankful for all the great things you have in life because most of us, and especially those of us in America, those of us in the West, we like to complain a lot. But the reason we complain so much is because so many of our basic needs have been met. We're extremely fortunate. We're among the richest and the most fortunate people in the world. We have much to be thankful for, much to be grateful for. And if we don't stop every once in a while and give thanks and express our gratitude and acknowledge what we've been fortunate enough to receive, not through our own hard work, right? Not through our own blood, sweat, and tears, but by accident of birth to a large degree, if we don't do that, then I think we're doomed to be miserable. And nobody wants to be miserable. So I hope you all have a wonderful, very happy Thanksgiving. I'll join you again next week. Until then, just remember I love you all very much. So long.